How about you do your most enthusiastic welcome to the breakdown? Me? We, we're going to go around. We're all going to do it. Can you do yours? Welcome to the breakdown. Hey, cats and kittens. Welcome <laughs> to the breakdown by Hope Fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the breakdown. Mary singing off key. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Breakdown Podcast. My name's Mary. I am a pastor here at Hope Fellowship, and I am here with Brock and Josh. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, Mary. Everybody else? Yeah, doing well. <laughs> doing really well. So glad to have you guys here today, um, as we are here together every week. So we will always be here for you. kind of kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, I add that little touch to this, yeah, I feel like. And I think everyone dun, would agree dun, listening. Dun. Um, but here on The Breakdown, what we do is we take the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship, and we take a bite-sized portion of that, and we just break it down. So we're picking out a piece of scripture and really helping you guys understand what it means and some of those things that maybe you just wouldn't know unless you really dug in and studied them, and that's what we do. And so we love doing that and helping you kind of know more about God's Word. And this past weekend, we had Vivian Mabuni. She is a speaker. Um, she did an incredible job for Mother's Day, so definitely go check it out. Um, but as she spoke, one of her big kind of things was this El Roy, which is God sees the God who sees me. And so it was really just so encouraging. So if you need an encouraging message, definitely go check it out. But where are we going with that today, Can, can I just say, though, I got a little confused during the weekend message when she kept talking about El Roy. I kept going back to the Jetsons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which young mm-hmm. me has Yeah, exactly. So it's a no generational clue. thing. Yeah, because— <laughs> I think George Jetson had a boy, didn't he? He did. What was his name? His name is Elroy. His boy, Elroy. Yeah, there we go. So, so different kind of Elroy. I knew what you were saying. Yeah. I couldn't yeah, yeah. remember it on yeah. the spot. Yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry. But we're different, but that's great. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know that, but it's okay. That was extremely pedantic. Josh, turning to you. Yeah, speaking of pedantic, I don't know what that means. God saw Hagar. Uh, that's what that word Elroy means. And really, uh, we wanted to break down a passage today uh, where Jesus is talking to his followers about how how God still sees us, about how he still provides for us, and how uh, we as his followers uh, can and must trust in our Heavenly Father and our King. So Love what it. verses are we going to read today? For sure. It's in Matthew chapter 6, and it's actually a pretty big chunk, but we're going to kind of zone in on some of those. So I'm going to be reading um, verse 25 and verse 33. And so we'll pick it up there, but we will fill in the blanks. Um, verse 25. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Dot, 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 skipping down to verse 33. Mm -hmm. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Yeah, Yeah, I I think this is an important passage because right now the economy is— a little tight, you know, yeah. inflation's on the way up and it's easy to start to worry about the things of this Cause, life. It's causing a ton of anxiety yeah. in the world. Yeah, and just to hear that phrase that God sees you, it just immediately drew us to this passage yeah. thinking about how when our everyday needs that God does see us. It's not just always for the big picture. It's even the small yes, things he sees for us. sure. Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about um, the context of what's happening. This uh, is part of what is often referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. And so this is... Uh, Matthew's account. It's interesting because some um, commentators think that he used the the Luke account of this to kind of pull from. Uh, but then uh, ultimately what he's trying to do is he's presenting this authoritative teaching of Jesus. Um, something that I read that I thought was really helpful 
especially for this particular passage, is um, rather than maybe thinking of, the, of this as like the Sermon on the Mount, which could uh, maybe bring to mind like, you know, ethical codes or whatnot. Uh, he he kind of suggests thinking of it as maybe a discourse on discipleship. And so mm. uh, specific demands of the kingdom of heaven, yes, but also a guide for life uh, for those who are following Jesus, those who are committed to the kingdom of heaven. Uh, and so the, the focus of um, these chapters in particular um, are they're kind of instructions and in how to respond to the gospel. And so for those of us who have, who have uh, put our faith in Jesus, we've entered into a new relationship uh, with our Father. We've also been called to a radically new lifestyle. And then in these uh, verses that we're about to look at, one of the biggest hindrances to that radical lifestyle is worry. Yeah, and I think this is even saying, we're talking about the instructions for the disciple. This is how the disciple, some follower of Christ, should kind of view material possessions and the things of this life. And so it is instructions mm -hmm. on, hey, now as a disciple, here's how you view day-to-day -day needs and things that you mm -hmm. need to get through life. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, something that's uh, interesting about Matthew and the topic of worry is uh, specifically he uses it seven times in his the account. Gre the Greek word for worry. Mm -hmm, yeah. The Greek word for it. Uh, six of those, uh, I think, were um, within this kind of passage that we're looking at today. Six of those yeah. seven times is just within these Which verses. Which is good to know that repetitive. Like, so if you're reading your Bible and you notice like the same phrase or thing going over and over again, you learn that in school, right? Yeah. That's so maybe a point they're trying to could make. Could we say then that we're a little worried about this section Somewhat, of Scripture? Yeah. <laughs> We nice. could. Definitely. <laughs> you should see the looks I'm getting right now. They are not good looks at all. So I'm like, should I say we are worried? Yeah. I don't want to say we're worried. <laughs> okay. All right. Never mind. So one of the things that's interesting about this section. So the whole section is Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. And so we just read a couple of verses. And when you start verse 25, there's a therefore to start, if you're reading certain versions of it. And so, Mary, whenever you see a therefore in Scripture— This is my favorite. What do you do with that therefore? You ask you what ask, question— what is it there for? What is it there for? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's <laughs> nice. And so the, the section right above this, uh, Jesus is talking about how you can't serve God and serve money at the same time. And Which so, I, like, just pausing there before you get going, I never connected it to that before. And when you read it, it's so connected to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so there's an easy transition. Yeah. And this idea of we need to be as disciples, instructions for disciples, pursuing heavenly treasures, not earthly ones. Yeah. That needs to be the focus of the disciple. And then, yeah. then he jumps into this section and says, don't unduly focus on the things of this world. Focus on the things of the kingdom, the heavenly treasures. Yeah. And— I looked up the word worry a little bit as we start this section, and it's this you, idea that you're dwelling on difficult things. You're dwelling mm -hmm. on unknown things. You're dwelling on potential things or troubling things and things that you have no control over or may or may not happen. And I don't know about you guys, but as I read this passage about worry, this is an area potentially of struggle mm -hmm. that I might Yeah, like have. it's so easy to see that like connection. Like this is not just something written for people long ago for them done. Like this is so clearly applicable to our lives right. now. Yeah, easy, easy yeah. to do that. And so, and, and thinking about this whole section, that Jesus gives us this idea that worry is a little bit the opposite of trust. Yeah. And that worry can cause us to behave, think, uh, ponder about things that keep us away from kingdom values. Mm. And so really worry ultimately then as a disciple shows that maybe, and I don't, I don't want to be shameful here, but this is kind of the context that comes through, that we don't have a clear understanding of who God is and what he does for his people if we're yeah. worrying. And I'm, I'm right. preaching to myself here mm -hmm. pretty heavy at this point in time. Uh, but there is more. Jesus says there's more. There's so much more than the material things. And so we want to look at what is that 
more. What does that look yeah. like for us? Mm-hmm. So he, he breaks down this section. It's kind of interesting. The two major things he talks about. Hey, when it comes to food, he gives an example of food. Mm-hmm. He says, but look at the birds of the air. I feed them. So, and you're a lot, lot more valuable than the birds. So, um, Josh, I think you were uh, humming some Mary Poppins mm-hmm. earlier. And so that makes me think of feed <laughs> the was. birds, toppins uh-huh. for birds. That's funny. I'm thinking more of like that one princess movie where she's walking around singing with the birds. Enchanted. Who is that? I don't know. It's a oh. Sleeping Beauty or mm-hmm. something. There we are. <laughs> a little Disney tangent there. The old Enchanted. But he's saying that you're more valuable than they are. And so this idea, you know, as we heard this weekend of El Roy, that God sees you, the God who sees you, that if he sees the birds— Mm-hmm. And they're valuable to him. You're way more valuable. How much more? Yeah. yeah. And the birds, and he's going to provide for you. And that worrying actually doesn't add any value to your life, mm-hmm. Jesus is saying here. And so embrace this idea that I've, I've got you when it comes to food. Look at the birds. I take care of them. Hey, you're way more valuable than, than the birds. So I'm going to take care of you as well. Yeah. So. And those of us today might miss some of the nuance uh, of when this is taking place because. The, those who are following Jesus are, uh, what, nomadic, transient? They're um, maybe day-to-day not sure where they're going to, like, stay. Maybe they don't know exactly where their next meal is going to so come from. So the wealth of today versus the wealth of maybe someone back then is vastly different. Yeah. Thinking about that. And so even as he's saying this to these people, they they might very well be thinking, where's our uh, next meal coming from? And so as he's saying this, you know, it might directly hit, there in a way that we don't necessarily think about. And yet there's a principle here that that still is very much true for us today. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something we always have to watch out for when we're reading the Bible is we kind of read it through a lens of what we know and what we've experienced, you know? And so many of us, if you are American and you grew up in America, it's very likely like this might be kind of hard to truly get step into and understand because we're looking at it through this point of view of like maybe not understanding or experiencing something like that, not knowing where our meal will come yeah, from. Yeah, that's and so things. true. And we always talk about good biblical study. The first thing mm-hmm. you do is read it from the perspective of the people that originally heard it Huge. then bring it to us. But this passage is so easy to jump to because you're feeling that worry, you're feeling yeah. that anxiety. So right. easy yeah. to jump to what it says about me. And this is a pretty easy translatable one between both audiences. Yeah, I think, yeah. Here. And you just got to be aware of it when you're reading it, I think. Yeah. And so one of the things that Jesus says in verse 27, he says, does worry add any value to your life? Does it add anything to your life? No. And the answer is completely no. It actually takes away. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of all the negative aspects, at least when it comes to me, when I worry, I get a little anxiety. I can get, uh, you know, you guys may not believe this, but I can get a little angry. What? Yeah. Never. When it comes to some things, <laughs> I can withdraw and say, I need to isolate a little bit because I don't want to, you know, deal with mm-hmm. negativity. I can get self-absorbed. I can get yeah. into fear. I can get into stress. And so you think about all those things. None of those things really add any value. Yeah. They're just taking away from life. And so Jesus is uh-huh. being the ultimate, you know, eternal psychologist here and saying, here's what worry does. Yeah. And then here's what trust in me does. And getting there, obviously, is a different story. It's amazing because the more we learn about the brain and understand our own psychology, it's so cool to see, like, that— this this that that doesn't contradict what Jesus taught, yeah. and I think that's so amazing just to think about. Yeah, yeah worry and worry is a tricky thing because for some reason it feels like it's going to help. There's something about yeah. playing through hypotheticals, playing through conversations. It almost feels like oh, this is going to help. This is going to feel better. I just because we've been reading through this, I, this was on my mind earlier this morning, and I was doing that and caught it, and um, because of what we've been studying had to stop and, and give that to the Lord um, and, and acknowledge, hey, I'm worrying. 
Uh, and then instead of me trying to control these hypotheticals, yeah, you know, help me trust you with this. Yeah, because we have this tendency to think about negative uh, mm-hmm. as human beings. I don't know why. So I think Jesus is helping us combat that a little bit. So it's so easy to go negative. It's so easy to think, oh, woe is me. This is not going to work out. Yeah. And he's giving us a different paradigm, a way to look at life and yep. saying, yeah. hey, look at the birds. Mm-hmm. I take care of them. And then he goes on to, hey, if you worry about material possessions like your clothes, look at the flowers of the field. Right. And then their great King Solomon, Jesus says, he was never even clothed like one of these. Yeah. And as I was thinking about this and going through, like, you think about all the great pieces of art throughout history. How many pieces of art have had flowers in them? So people are trying to replicate this beauty. And mm-hmm. Jesus is saying, hey, guys, the most beautiful thing, I, yeah. I take care of them. And I'm going to take care of you better than those flowers because right. they're here today and gone yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to take care of you. So there's this, Jesus is building up this sense of trust. Like, guys. I got you. Hey, guys, I'm with you. Guys, I'm, I'm in this process with you, which is really yeah. cool. And a real beautiful um, second punch maybe to that as well, the trust and and just elaborating on what you just said, worth. Yeah. Like, like you are worth so much more than these uh, flowers in the field, this grass, you know, that's thrown into the furnace. So if I'm going to take care of that, how much more are we going to take care of you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on in verse 32, which is really cool. He talks about how this instructions to disciples. He's saying, those that don't really understand what it means to follow God, they chase after all this stuff, the material, the things. That's what they spend their life pursuing that. Mm-hmm. But God knows that you need those. You need those things to survive in life. God's going to take care of you. And so, again, that context, mm-hmm. what is it there for? Is saying chase after the treasures of the kingdom. Don't tra- chase after the treasures of this earth. Yeah, and it's almost so, could be so easily boiled down to what we focus on and what we seek, you know? And so I think that that's such an important piece as we're reading this, because when we think about what we're thinking about, it's a huge indicator of how we're walking out this verse and, and really like getting this verse in our lives. Yeah. And even the idea, as as we read before, kind of the crux of this whole section is verse 33, seek Ooh, first the kingdom of God. Like, I feel like it's like a, the crescendo. The crescendo, crescendo yeah, verse 33 is yes. coming along and said, and seek God's kingdom, seek to live righteously the way God wants you to live, and so it's been hitting me a lot lately that if I get lost in worry and I get lost in self-absorption, anxiety, that was hard to say, self-absorption, self-absorption. Uh, anxiety, all these different things, it's so easy then to not live out kingdom ideals, which yeah. is kindness, love, forgiveness, gentleness. I get so focused on myself. And so this idea of seeking this quest yeah. to seek God so that you can continue to live out kingdom values and so if we can trust that Jesus is really in control, we actually behave and love other people better than what we could if we were lost in worry, like Josh talked yeah. about earlier. Right. And Jesus' response to that was such uh, grace, you know, and such, I think, love. This is something that uh, I would call a befuddlement of mine. Okay. And, oh. Yeah, that's, uh, it's a new— Oh. We've had I'd the conundrum and the— Perplex. Perplex, now a befuddlement. Yeah. We're yeah. all different. It that might, could also yeah. be a cool candy bar. I just had a befuddlement. Oh, I don't think I want to eat that. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, that doesn't—okay, there we go. Moving on, Josh. Well, it's just—so Jesus says, oh, you have a little faith in this, right? And uh, so the befuddlement, I guess, is when people are talking about some— some truth that maybe the Lord reveals to them. And when they say, oh, God hit me upside the head with that, or oh, God slapped me in the face with that. And yet what's happening here is he's a loving, we have a loving, caring father who is very graciously uh, sharing uh, truths with us that are for our good, for his glory. And uh, and I think to to see that for what it is, it's not a, it's not like a harsh 
um, correction. Uh, it's a, I really think that it's a, it's a gracious reminder of his love for us that then compels us to live out of that love. It's a, it's a loving embrace. Yeah. When we're worried that Jesus comes along and says, hey, it's okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know you need these things. Mm-hmm. I've given you examples in nature that the things that are beautiful, I take care of them and you're way, way more important than right. those things. It's yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And even just that seek first the kingdom, like just come to me. Like that's kind of like, it reminds me of the verse, come to me, all you who are weary yeah. and heavy laden. Just yeah. come to me. Like, let me take care of the rest. Like a parent that's saying like, hey, I got you. Like I'm taking care of this, you know? And I think that that's just such a comfort, comforting imagery there of like, hey, this is a loving father who's yeah. going to take care of us. And at the same time, I don't think Jesus is talking about, hey, just trust me. I'm going to give you all the desires of your yeah. heart. You'll be driving any kind of car right. you want. Right. Or he's not talking about laziness. Quit working. Just sit back, and I'm just going to provide you things. He's like, as you go through life and do your things, seek me. Make sure yeah. kingdom values, treasure is important, and I'm going to be taking yeah, care of you. Yeah, pursue me, and I will provide for you. All right. So, uh, Mary, Josh. Yes. I have a conundrum. It's You're not a befuddlement, not a perplexity. Befuddle- also, is that a word, <laughs> befuddlement? Because I'm just now wondering. Oh, okay. It's okay. a candy. There All we right. go. So it's a candy. Here's the thing, though. All right. So here's my befuddlement. This is this might look, get a little dark, and I apologize for this. We do love animals here. We do love say. animals. But I've seen a lot of dead birds. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, do you know that there are a lot of birds that are extinct? <laughs> There are my I don't fr- know much about birds. Can you name? Yeah, my, a bird I have a couple friends that yeah. I've always been a big aficionado <laughs> of. These birds, the the mysterious starling, big fan of the mysterious starling, Man. extinct. Uh-oh. Oh no! The pagan reed warbler, Ooh. one of my favorites, gone, extinct. <laughs> uh, I I've seen people hungry, mm-hmm. you know, that are Christians yeah. that can't get their next meal. Yeah, yeah. and. What happens then, I think, is sometimes we can use this passage as a weapon instead of that warm embrace. Oh, my gosh, right? yes. And say, hey, if you just had more faith, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to worry about your heater going out or your car breaking down. God would provide all these things for you. And so I think we can use this as a shaming weapon. Yeah. But I don't think this passage was meant to do well, that. But yet we, we use that a right. lot. Yeah, yeah, I think we even also use faith as a manipulation tool as, in a way. I think like God's a genie kind of thing. Like, yeah. oh, I have faith, so you should be answering my Look prayers. Look at all my possessions. I must be doing it right. Yeah, and that's backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And the way of the disciple, I don't know if you caught this, but in 32 and 33, this this phrase, like all these things. So he's referring to all these things. Yeah. So there's a way in which the Pharisees view this, uh, all these things that they're kind of scrambling after. But then what happens is the disciple sees that all these things are, are we, we see them and recognize them because of the Father and who we are in his. Uh, but then also that that all these things are going to, um, you know, fall into place as we pursue the Lord, as we trust in Him and trust in His righteousness. And that's a that's a significant difference in, the, in those two views of that. Yeah. And so I think what we can see through the scriptures, we can't answer all, answer all the nuances yeah. about it, food and clothing right. and wind or who doesn't get that, but we can see. And that's why we land on this passage, this idea of Elroy, God sees you yeah. mm-hmm. and you're not alone. God sees and cares for His people. And we can ultimately live in that trust and hopefully like, hey, things are going crazy around us, but Jesus is saying, hey, there's a better way. There's more mm-hmm. and trust me and you just keep doing the right things as much as you can and I'm going to take care of all this stuff. Yeah. Such a good encouragement for you guys. So if you're listening to this, man, uh, I think we all can uh, to some extent relate to worry and this anxiety and um, this kind of restlessness to take care of things and get things accomplished or done or feel better about things. And 
here's the point, trust him, just trust him. He's got you. And so that's our encouragement to you guys today. Uh, We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, Join us this weekend at Hope Fellowship Online or in person. We're starting a new series. I won't give any spoilers away. Just come join us. It's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week for the breakdown. Bye, everybody. Remember, God sees you. God sees you. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you've learned something new about God's Word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown.